You are listening to Open Science Talk, the podcast about open science. My name is Per Pipinaspos, and I'm joined today by Temer Abu Alam, responsible for something called Open Polar, the global open access portal for research data and publications on the Arctic and Ar- Antarctic. So welcome to the program, Temer. Thanks, Per, for the invitation. And I am happy to be with you today to present Open Polar. Yeah, to present Open Polar. What is it? Well, uh, Open Polar is a searchable database that uh, includes uh, all the publications that is published and the data set uh, that existing on uh, the polar region, both Arctic and Antarctic. Um, Uh, this open polar actually uh, focus on uh, open access data and open access publication. So all the data and the publication uh, in this database is just open access. So it's only for what is open access yes. and the rest is filtered out. Is that so? Yes. So actually we collect we collect uh, sort of uh, 50 million record in general each run. And we filter out all the records that is not open access. So we just keep the open access records. So when you say a record, then it's one article or one data set? Yeah, record mean article, book, uh, data set. Yeah. yeah. So why is that that you filter out what is behind paywalls and only promote the open access content? Actually, this is the future of the science, the future of the science we doing science for society and this means that we need to provide science for society for researcher for uh, decision maker for free and this is why uh, open access and open science is an important topic that is uh, coming on and this is the main idea behind open polar that we would like to collect all the open access publication and data set that is published from polar region and make it in one database available for researcher, for uh, decision maker, for uh, society in general. Yeah, so only what is open access is promoted, but also you have this other kind of filtering that you only promote or include, uh, that is, what is about the Arctic or the Antarctic. Why both these regions? Uh, well, actually, uh, why both this region? Uh, uh, we have a challenge in uh, today situation, this environmental change. So um, you have a lot of temperature. We have uh, uh, a lot of uh, change in our environment. And uh, the polar region, the Arctic and Antarctic, is the key to understand this change. So in order to understand how we can avoid the big change, how we can uh, make our Earth more sustainable, we need to understand the process. And the most important or the place that we would like to understand most is the Arctic and the Antarctic regions. Because it's analog to what happened in the Earth in general. So if you study so if you're an expert on the arctic for instance then you also interested in what is taking place in the antarctic because yes, it's because it's almost same same process i see yeah um 
why not just Google uh, Google them? Couldn't you just find everything in Google? What is Open Polar providing that uh, is special? Actually, we are a bit different than Google. When you are searching Google, you will find uh, a lot of publication. Uh, but most of this publication will be uh, require an access. So you need to pay something in order to get this publication. Uh, in Open Polar, you find only the uh, open access record. Second point, when you are searching Google, for example, or other search engine, you will find uh, a lot of information maybe related to research, maybe not related to research, but here you 100% sure that you are looking for something related to research. You are looking for a publication, you are looking for research data. Uh, in Open Bullard also, you have both, you have research data and you have publication. So when you are searching Google, maybe you ca will come with, with uh, some publication, but most probably you will not uh, hit research data. But using Open Bullard, you will find both, oh, research data and publication. And uh, how can you make that? Uh, how how did you actually build this open polar? Well, actually, this is actually two two year process. So to to build this open polar, uh, normally we define uh, providers. Providers is a databases uh, that collect um, articles, collect publication, collect data sets. Uh, this databases can collect information or data from polar region or just from any other region. And we try to get the uh, metadata from these uh, databases. And we collect all of these metadata in one big tank that include hundreds of uh, millions. And then we start to filtrate these records against uh, some keywords. This keywords is uh, strongly related to polar uh, regions. And after that, we filter out all the uh, not related uh, records. We filter out uh, all the records that uh, you need to pay to, to, to get access. And then we keep only the open access uh, related uh, records in our database. And then we put this to the user with an interactive user interface in order to search this database. Right. So you said that your your starting point is uh, is hundreds of millions of records, and then you filter them. And how many are included now uh, at this moment in OpenPolar? Yeah, now we have a bit above 1.8 million records. So and we have 1.8 uh, million uh, 34,000 uh, record in Open Bowler. And this is before the summer vacation. So we assume that we now run a new filtration process uh, this week and next week. So we assume that we will be almost 1.9 uh, million record. Yes, and how many of these are, as you mentioned, research data sets, which is somehow unique for OpenPolar? Yeah. Uh, well, this is a very good point actually to highlight how many research data we have. Uh, we have a quite uh, good number. We have in total 400,000. Uh, 
So something like 22, 23% of our uh, total record is just research data. And this is good for researchers because researchers sometimes need to find research data, not only publication, in order to uh, retest the data, to, to, uh, to check and to use this data in their model. So it's important for researchers to have access to the research data, not only publication. Yeah, and um, you are a geologist uh, by training. You were born in Egypt and now you've come to Europe. Uh, after a period in Austria, I've heard, then you came to the Polar Institute uh, in Norway. And now you've ended up at the university library making this open polar project. So it's been a journey, I guess. But could you just tell us a little bit more about what's your motivation in terms of open science and devoting time to an open science project like this? Yes. Uh, actually, when I started uh, my PhD 10 years ago, I didn't hear anything about open science. I start to hear oh, this term open science, something between 2015, 2016. And I start, okay, this is a very interesting subject. This is a very interesting trend. Uh, this is uh, how the scientific community should go. It should be open for all researchers, for all scientists, for society. And this was my motivation. So once I finished my uh, work at the Norwegian Blood Institute, I start to look for opportunity to develop my skills in open science. And I start to think, okay, the best place is the library at the university. So I came, I start to search, and then, okay, I found the Open Polar, or actually it was not Open Polar, it was uh, Open Arctic Research Index. And from that point, I start to be involved in this uh, open science movement in general, and especially for the Polar region. I have to congratulate you with uh, leading this project, and I should have mentioned that I've also been part of the project on the fringes of it, um, but you've also done this together with a couple of IT engineers and, and other uh, researchers that have given advice along the way. So many people have actually been involved, but you have been the the uh, the prime mover and, and the one who has been uh, taking care of everything from the start to end. And now we're at the end. It's Almost. being launched. Um, but if you look five years ahead in your dreams, mm. What has Open Polar become by then? From five year, year from now. Exactly. I think the database will be larger than that. Uh, today we have almost two million. So I think within five years from now, maybe will be five or six million record in database. And um, we use in our database some artificial intelligent uh, code or algorithm. Uh, I assume within five years from now, this algorithm will be much better in order to um, uh, filtrate the records in a better way. And also I think from five years from now, uh, the user interface will be much more active than today because the technology will be uh, better than today. And um, the project as such, the project of building Open Polar is now coming to an end. And you're moving on to another project. Could you tell us a little bit about what you, you what you'll be doing next? Yeah, actually, I will move to uh, another project. It's about uh, increasing the competence of the academic sector in general. 
using big data and uh, understand how this big data is interact with each other in order to understand uh, the uh, environment our, uh, around us and society. So it's not so far from open polar, or this is what I, I can see, it's not so far from open polar. Open polar is based on try to provide to uh, the research community a tool to understand um, or to uh, give them a tool to search the existing data and the exist existing record around polar region in order to uh, make our society much better. Uh, and my new project, it will be mainly to increase the competence in the academic sector at university level uh, to use the big data. So now, uh, not only to give access to the researcher, but to understand how to understand this relation between different parameters in big data in order to understand the environment. So, so it's almost the same. I, I can say it's sort of extension of Open Polar. What is this new project called then? It's called Cloud Earth Eye. So Cloud Earth Eye is an abbreviation of innovation. So, and it's funded from the EU, from uh, European uh, Institute of Technology. And it will be for two years from now. So, Then I wish you good luck and thank you so much for coming to the pro program, Tim. Thank you, Bert. This podcast is produced by the University Library at UIT, the Arctic University of Norway. Thanks for listening.